two, one. And it's time to rubbleize. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to rubbleize. All right, welcome to episode 21 of the Cranky Old Bastard podcast. I'm your host, John Overall. With me is the co-host... The cranky old bastard himself. And we are here to deal, dwell into a few things, but first, right off the top, a couple of things. Thanks again for the No Agenda show for letting us use, well, I'm not sure they entirely let us use these things, but according to their their web, their web, stuff is you can use this stuff as much as you'd like. Just give them the credit they deserve. So here's the credit for the No Agenda show at noagenda.com. Check them out. It's a really great sh uh, podcast out there. So anyway, we've got the usual great show for you here today, which is going to be covering all the world of politics, mansplaining, uh, feminism, you name it. We'll deal with it in satire, with disgust, or whatever attitude we deem is absolutely appropriate and necessary towards telling you what we fucking think. Because after all, it is what we fucking think, and that is, of course, the most important thing. Because what you think is absolutely bullshit. You got it wrong. We're telling them what they have to think. Okay, same thing. <laughs> what we think, they have to think. Okay, so the first thing we're going right. to deal with. We're going to be dealing with here today, we're going to jump right into feminism and this cuckold little fuck from the Bronx what? on mansplaining. So, let's let the cuckold take it away. I have a confession to make. I've been recently diagnosed with a critical yet common condition among men known as mansplaining. Little dick. So, what is mansplaining? Well, it's a condition that affects many men who believe that it is our natural-born right to talk over, interrupt, and especially... Wait a minute. Talk over and interrupt? Oh, no. We never fucking do that. So, it's, fuck you. It's not our God-given right. It's a God-given obligation. It is an obligation. <laughs> especially to talk over little cuckolds like you. Yes. Explain things to women on top... Oh, explain things to... To women. Female men. Topics that affect women, are predominantly about women, and that they're probably experts on in the first place. I think he's on his period. A recent example be. of this was Matt Damon, who interrupted a woman of color have the little, by the name uh, of Becky Brown, who thing is going. a black woman filmmaker, to explain Maybe his boyfriend wants him to her. knock out his teeth and grow beard and mustache. <laughs> right. Oh. Matt Damon explained diversity and how it works to the only black woman of color... Oh, we gotta hit that point. Black woman of color? I mean, talk about redundant. Redundant, I mean, redundant, redundant. She's a black woman of color, so what color is she? Well, I'm not sure. If she's a black woman of color, might, maybe she's the color beige. I, you know, somebody needs to mansplain to him that the term black is no longer politically correct. Oh, but he's he's a Mexican there or something. He's a slimy little wetback. Yeah, he, he pulls the race card. And about, oh, well, let's get through yeah. that. Come on, uh, we got ways to go. Filmmaker in a room full of white filmmakers, and that's condescending. See, so Matt Damon wasn't only mansplaining, in this case, he was also white splaining, which is very similar to mansplaining in that you take the gender in one and replace it for the race in the other. What white splaining is when a white person tries to interrupt and lecture a person of color on a topic that specifically affects people of color. But anyhow, Returning to mansplaining, men with Hang this on. condition... Let, let's deal with the white-splaining. Oh, the white-splaining, okay. yes. Yeah, okay. a slimy little wetback once pulled a race card. Yes, yes. So how would a slimy little wetback... And I'm not dishing, dissing all Mexicans or all Hispanics. This guy's just a slimy little wetback. He, he 
he's got that look about him, you know. He's obviously trying to get into some feminist's pants. But what the hell does he know about white splaining? Is he white? No. Then he wouldn't know. But he could pretend to be white. He's fair enough skinned. He he could be like a WAP Italian, you know. Yeah, he Who could knows? be a WAP. Yeah. He might be a WAP. We never know. He's from the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. I, he probably doesn't even know whose father is in. Oh, well. ...feel that our opinions matter so much that they have to be heard, even if it's on subjects that we don't have a damn clue what we're talking about, or on life experiences that we as guys could never really experience. Now, I know what you must be thinking. You're How on your period. even develop this condition? Well, odds are, if you were born a guy, you probably have traces of this condition in your system, and that's a result of social... Hey, see, that's pretty fucking slimy, man. Just because we're men, you're going to claim that we have these problems. Well, I'm not even sure you're male, but that's not true. It's like he's actually insulting all men Absolutely. with this video. Including himself in yeah, the same process. Exactly. Social I mean, Social conditioning is a process of training people in society to respond in a manner that is generally approved by the society at large. Think about a toddler that is crying and eventually gets what he or she wants. If this now, when he talks about the social conditioning, is he talking about the same social conditioning that has produced our social justice warriors of today and all the people bitching about mansplaining and manspreading and... Feminism and yada yada yada. Social condition has conditioned them to the point where they throw up enough whining, crying, just like the squeaky wheel always gets the fucking grease. Is that exactly what he's explaining? Pretty much, yeah. He, yeah. He's bitch, bitching, moaning, whining, complaining. That's what I thought he was explaining. And I mean, he, he's, this, he's the epitome of a millennial. He is the epitome of a millennial. Look at the. Bad haircut, the piss poor shaving job, the guy can't quite figure out how a razor works. He's got like half a mustache here, you know, where he obviously screwed up with the razor blade. Yeah. He's still trying to grow maybe, it. And, uh, hang on, maybe yeah. he hasn't hit puberty yet. Maybe his mustache is like his mom's. Well, it could be, maybe. All right. Behavior is always rewarded. Well, now the toddler knows and is conditioned to cry whenever he or she wants something. Yeah, Those like same rules apply to society at large. We as humans are rewarded or punished depending on our behavior. So basically, men are the toddlers in this situation. And unfortunately, based on historical context, men are more often rewarded in society and encouraged to continue our behavior of taking up space, interrupting, and... You see, this motherfucker here is going on about we're encouraging... You know, maybe he has no balls, so when he sits down, he doesn't have to spread his legs out a little bit. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I sit down. I need to, you know, open my legs a little bit and, you know, give some breathing space to my balls. Yeah, and you know what? I, like, go back a couple seconds, because he, yeah, he, he okay. sat there. Let's roll that back. something there. Where are we at? We'll go back uh, five seconds here. All right, let's roll it back. Hang on. To continue our behavior of taking up space, interrupting. Okay, right there. Taking up space. Buddy, the only thing taking up space... Is you okay and that includes a space between your ears okay there's nothing there if you take a, a flashlight stick it in one ear you could do uh, shadow puppets on the wall out of the other ear he is like he's everything that's wrong with the younger generation well it's not just the younger generation everything that's wrong with the men of the generation that are trying to be fucking feminists yes now I was having a conversation today and there was myself and two ladies in my vehicle, and we were talking about feminism. And they both agree that feminism is not bashing men. It's not wanting to castrate every the, guy the out true there. True feminism. Yeah. True feminism is equal rights 
equal work for equal pay, equal rights, e total equality. Yeah, that's what feminism but it, but, but, is, and that's what I believe in. The truth of in. what it is is it's not just equal rights; it's equal opportunity, not equal outcome. Yeah, and that is the biggest thing that feminism forces down everyone's throat is they're forcing down equal outcome. There's no such thing as equal outcome. There's equal opportunity. It means you have the opportunity to attempt something, but if you don't have the strength, you don't have the intelligence, you don't have whatever it takes to get what you need done, that means you got to go after some other opportunity. Not make them bend the fucking rules so that because you feel that this opportunity should be equal for you, even though you're not up to the job... We're going we're gonna to change the rules for you. And that's it, what feminism is doing to the world. If there's equal outcome, then we'd all be fucking world scholars. Well, or we all just might be, you know, all bums too. Who knows? Okay. Yep. Let's get and explaining things to women. Writer Soraya Chimali has a simple explanation for this. She said, and I quote, This is good old-fashioned sexism expressed in genderized socialization and a default cultural preference for institutionalized male domination of public life. Which Now there's... Oh, I gotta back that one up for a sec. We need to stop on that screen. All right, now there's a fucking feminist if ever I've saw a seen one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ever notice how the most lambasted, uh, hardcore feminists always have this look about them? <laughs> yeah. Usually it's the look of... Um, a broomstick shoved up their ass. Yeah, a broomstick shoved up their ass. A broomstick across uh, between their legs. At, I don't know. Actually, she kind of looks more constipated than anything. But anyway, aside from that point, there, that statement there is absolute bullshit. Good old-fashioned sexism expressed in genderized socialization and a default cultural preference for institutionalized male domination of public life. Well, what is the male domination of public life? Is that the male domination of public life where the men are all the ones out in the fucking coal mines, along the roadsides, climbing the trees, building the skyscrapers? Or is that the male domination where the men are hardly, hardly known to be in any of the easier fields, such as nursing or in offices or other areas? what domination are you talking about here? You know, there's an equalization, but the equalization is in the preferred choices of men and women over the type of work they do. Well, you know, I still say she looks constipated. Well, aside from constipated, she looks like she hasn't had a good orgasm in fucking years. Male Maybe. domination of public life. Which is why guys feel entitled to take over a conversation and start talking about a... We don't take over conversations, start talking about things. Only when we fucking feel like we have more intelligent input than you have. Oh. <laughs> okay. If the other chick that we just saw had a shit, that shit would have more intelligence than he's got. Yeah, quite possibly. Subject that we have no damn clue what we're talking about. Or on topics that we as men could never even... Oh, so you just admitted you have no damn clue about what you're talking about. So you really should stop putting out these videos. All right, well, have fun with you on that one. Experience. So now I know what you must be thinking. Okay, 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 but is there a cure to this condition? The good news is, if you're still watching this video, you now know what mansplaining is. And once you know something, you can't unknow it. It's just the way the brain works. Basically, as guys, we have to dig deep and really think to ourselves, do we know what we're talking about? Because if we don't, shut up. Simple as that. I've been prescribed a medication. Well, that's actually advice that you can give to anyone. Yeah. If you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, then shut up. Exactly. If you're spouting off opinions, spout them off to your heart's content. Everybody's uh, entitled to my opinion. Absolutely. And, but, uh, well, dude, I really hope this video got you laid. 
Uh, well, medication known as check yourself. You may have I take dog. my daily dose, and I suggest you do the same. Just to let you know, side effects may include salty feelings towards women, but you'll get over it. You'll live. Salty <laughs> feelings towards women. What kind of douchebag is that? I have no salty feelings towards women. The only salty feelings I might have is towards the feminists trying to push shit down my throat. But then I don't really consider them women. They're kind of like trying to be men. You know, because they do not embrace their feminism in the least. Yep. And, you know, th this guy, he's, um, he, I just, I want to, I want to find him and I want to slap him. Squirrel. Him, squirrel. I, I want to find him, I want to slap him and tell him to grow a fucking set of balls. You know. Yeah, he needs a big set of balls, but what the hell? All right, yeah. well. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and his opinion is wrong. Oh, true, true, true. Okay, so. Let's see what else we've got Let's on go here. Let's go to the one for Dare to Voice My Opinion Online. Yes. All right. So this one will be fun. Oh, this is it. This is the Medusa Magazine. This is the website I discovered. When you read it, you think you're reading satire. Okay. When you read a lot of the articles in here, the first couple, you go, is this satire? And then when you dig into their About Us and the other stuff, no. The, the writers here are freaking serious. They're talking, they're, they're acting legitimate. It's like, uh, I can't get my head around this. But let's go dig into this first article here. I love the advertisements that get popped up. Obviously, I play Diablo. Yeah. It's just funny because you know, see the advertisements that pop up on these sites. Exactly. Okay, so let's start off with the, the, the first couple sentences in this article stop the presses a woman had the audacity to express her opinion on the internet what started out as a fine Tuesday evening quickly evolved into hours of emotional torment and abuse for me yesterday after an article I'd written for this website bought in an army of trolls unlike any I've ever witnessed my article I suggested that perhaps it was time to let go of certain taboos about gay sexual intercourse the article argued within reason the two men who had Gay friends should let go of their prejudice and help their friends achieve sexual desire. The article was being published several days ago, but it didn't cause too much stir until certain anti-feminist Facebook pages and Twitter accounts began sharing the article in a disagreement and and with with mockery. That's when it began. Okay. All right. All right. You, you, you'd have to take a few minutes and read the oh. other article that she originally posted. Yeah, I read that. Oh, you read the article. So yeah. you know what she was promoting there is that a straight dude... <sighs> who has no interest in gay sex, should go over there and give his gay buddy a hand. Literally. <laughs> well, you know, there's a, actually a movement out there that says that isn't gay. That's just... Uh, that mutual mutual masturbation is not gay, uh -oh. and it, it's very healthy. I'm sorry, but the uh -oh. only dick I'm touching that's not mine is my kid's when I have to change his diaper, no, I, yeah, and they're no, out of diapers. There, there's men that, you know, they're not gay-phobic or anything. They just have no interest in male genitalia. I am one of those men. I have no interest in male genitalia at all. I, I would not want to be helping my gay male friends. <laughs> have you looked hand. at a dick? Have you looked at a dick? I mean, it's, it's really funny oh, looking. You're fucking ugly, man. Yeah. The male penis is not the <laughs> most beautiful organ on the planet, unfortunately. Which is why Except mine. Me, mine is gorgeous. Yeah, I bet. And if you send dick pics to women, they're going to send you back and say, what the fuck is that monstrosity? Oh, my God. It looks <laughs> well, like they do say monstrosity. They do say monstrosity. You know? Yeah, they do say monstrosity. They're referring to... Because it's so to, huge. No, no they're, they're referring, referring to, to some, the size. They're referring to some, like, shriveled up... Mm. 
blackened thing that your you first kick wife didn't complain. The ground. Yeah, well, she wasn't my first wife when she wasn't complaining to you either, so it's all good. Uh, but anyways, I mean, like that that would be like me saying to women, well, you know, it, it, it's not wrong to come over and give me a handy, you know. Well, no, that'd be like saying to women, you know, your 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 female lesbian friends, they really need a good tongue lashing. Mm -hmm. You should really go over and give them a hand while I watch. Oh, yeah, no, the added, that's the added part. Sorry. But you should really go over and give them a hand. That's the same thing. There's women out there that have no interest in female genitalia. And it's perfectly normal. So when you put shit like this out into the world and you expect trolls to not show up, oh, man, woman, you are just fucking so dense. You make, what's the densest material aside from gold? There's one denser than gold. You make gold look... Lead? Lead. Lead is denser. Yeah, you make lead look sharp. Huh? Look like a porous, I should say. Oh, uh, I... Like... So, anyway, yeah. <clears throat> okay, but no, let, let's look at it from this way. If she's saying this is okay, then on the same thread, it's perfectly fine to go over and say to a woman, excuse me, but I need to take a piss who wants to hold it for me. Or, come on over and give me a handy. Yeah, I, here, here's, a, here's a line from her article she wrote. You'll love this. The idea that you need to be attracted to someone to engage in sexual acts with them is absurd, archaic, and has no place in modern society. Guys masturbate and touch their own penises all the time. How is it that any gayer, how is that any gayer than touching another man's? Excuse me? <laughs> So what you're saying to all men out there who virtually, I don't know a man who doesn't masturbate occasionally, you're telling me that every man on the planet is gay, just based on the simple fact that he goes and masturbates. Okay. Do they have a picture of this chick? No, 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 no. I doubt it. Um, no, it's a Medusa so, magazine. You know, they don't even have the author's name in here. It, it seems to me that... The feminists, the Nazi feminists, not all feminists, but the the, the extreme, the feminists, yeah. the extreme, the extreme left, are only happy if men are gay. Well, even then, they're not completely happy because they haven't been uh, castrated yet. Yeah, you know, they only want to keep a couple around to provide the sperm they need to produce the babies. Yeah, uh, I mean, like as we've said, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Their opinion happens to be wrong, mm -hmm. but they're entitled to that opinion. But to spout that opinion and say that men should, straight men should go over and let their friends or give their gay friends a handy, that's absolutely absurd. It's called sexual assault. <laughs> if you give them a handy and they haven't asked for it or haven't agreed to it, exactly. sexual assault. If you were to go over, like one of the things that I've had happen to me is I've had a chick come up to me and lift up the sleeve of my t-shirt to look at my tattoo. Yeah. And I said, excuse me, what are you doing? Oh, I just wanted to see your tattoo. So I reached for her shirt. I said, oh, I just want to see your tits. Well, that was wrong. <laughs> but her touching me and lifting up the sleeve of my shirt. About, and we're going to have people say, it's not the same thing. It is about, the same about, fucking thing. How about when thing. they lift your kilt for you? Oh. 
depends on what they look like and what they're going to do down there. Well, but the thing is, is that still, you know, it, it still could be considered a form of sexual assault. It is. It, you, it is. And I've if, had women do that. If you're, if, if, especially if there's someone you barely know or don't know at all. Yeah, exactly. I've had women do that. And women say, are you regimental? Well, excuse me, but <laughs> hello, are you a feminist? Yeah, well, then you should practice what you preach, okay, because that's sexual harassment. All right, well, let's leave feminism alone for a little while. I'm sure uh -oh. we'll come back and visit this quagmire because well, it is a quagmire. I think we uh, need to head into politics. Though. Hang on, hang on. We got to do this one more thing. Oh, do we? What one more thing? Four reasons why penis size shaming is anti-feminist. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. uh, let's bring this one up i gotta find it there it is all right four reasons why penis size shimming is anti-feminists how I, okay let's let's dig into this one this is how you can be okay, an anti-feminist okay i mean we we all know you're a hung like bull hamster oh so fuck you dude. how is insulting the size of your manhood anti-feminist well let's find out how insulting the size of my manhood is anti-feminist number one it uses the idea that someone isn't manly enough as an insult. And how is that feminist? That seems to be anti-male to me, not feminist. Hey, if you can't touch bottom, slap hello to the sides. Well, <laughs> hey, that works too. Yeah. Okay. Like, some people were born with big penises. Some people yeah. were born with little penises. Yeah. But you know what? And most guys who are well-endowed will tell you this. It, it is not fun being well-endowed. It's not, because... Some women when, cannot handle it at no. all. Many women actually can't handle it, and you have to learn a lot of control over a well-endowed penis. And... It's a pain in the ass. And if they have Literally. an IUD... <laughs> if, you, if they have an IUD, you get stabbed. Yeah, well, you, sometimes you get stabbed by the fucking... Uh, what the fuck's that thing down there? The, the IUD. No, 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 when they don't have an IUD. Oh. The, the, God damn, I can't remember the name of the word. Need to study your anatomy? Oh, no, I know. Sure I, I know my anatomy just Are you fine. sure you're, you're a manly man? I am an absolute manly man. <laughs> uh, because the primary function of making jokes about someone's penis size is to attack their manhood. Well, yeah, guys do it to each other all the time. You know what? It's the rite of passage. Yeah. You know, guys do it. We do it all the time. Yeah. It's something that happens a lot. The cervix, that's what it is. When you get down there and nail their cervix. They get they get really upset. They they the doctors get upset when you bruise their cervix too. That too yes. I've had that happen to me. Yeah, I've had that problem. When we so, categorize people this way, we hold aggression in higher regard and associate meaning manliness with physical power. And then we taunt those who didn't live up to this toxic standard of masculinity. Where are we at? I'm just going still going down number one. Oh, here. you're going down number yeah. one, okay. I'm just going over the bolded stuff. Oh, okay. The joke's insulting to people who don't hold masculine tendencies, as the jokes imply that people with less masculinity are less valuable. Well, the jokes are often true. The men with last men, less masculinity are often less valuable, or even if they're not, they're treated as less valuable, and especially by fucking, of all things, feminists. Yes, and, well, I, the best form of birth control in the world, you know what it is? Feminism? <laughs> no. When a woman points at your dick and starts laughing. Oh, yeah, that fucking makes it, that makes yeah. it good there. Yes. Uh, okay. That, that'll, that'll shrivel that puppy up in a moment. So let's move to number two. All right. It implies that sexually pleasing a woman is the most important quality in a being a man. Well, if your penis is the only way you can sexually please them, you're in a world of hurt, buddy. 
<laughs> you've got you've got you've got more problems going on because well, it takes more than a penis to sexually please a woman. Yes. And you know, you've got fingers, you've got tongues, and heaven for big guys, you've got vibrators to use oh, on Oh, and heaven for those that can think. Yes. You can please a woman without ever fucking touching her. So, the bolded stuff that they've got here is ideally this would be public perception but oftentimes if a man is revealed to have a smaller penis it feels like there's something he can do to reclaim nothing nothing he, he can do to reclaim his integrity well he can but he has to really work hard at it either that or going for surgery well i guess it, they have surgery but, for enlarging penises yeah oh. they can increase it they cut the um the ligaments around hmm. it hmm. and it'll increase your size by 50 percent hmm. what happens when they get older don't know. Hmm. Never had to have All the right. operation. Well, sex but, shaming is anti-feminist, but mm. it shouldn't apply only to women in terms of how many sexual partners they've had. It should also apply to men. Yeah, well, that one's kind of true. You know, But okay. that has nothing to do with the first statement. Do you realize that? Yeah, exactly. I read that, and I read that, and that makes no sense in the, in the qualities of the first statement in, mm. this, in this section. I don't care if a woman's had one lover... Or a thousand lovers. Well, the problem with a woman having a lover is, is, you know, no condoms. They got all the men stuck in their head forever. Yeah, as we learned last <laughs> as week. we learned last episode. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. And, you know, they say, well, if a man has many lovers, then he's a manly man. But if a woman has many lovers, she's a slut. Oh, but she's well-educated and you don't have to train her as, well, oh, as much. I like the ones that have had a few lovers because I don't have to work as hard to train you know, Okay, Muslims, if they die in the service of Allah, they're promised 72 virgins. Wouldn't, after like four or five of them, wouldn't you just want to say like, can I have somebody with experience? Can I have someone that I don't have to tell what to fucking do? And do, does the 72 virgins like continue to be 72 virgins? So once you pop their cherry, they're gone, you don't, and you get oh, another one to replace them? 72 bottles of, or 72 virgins on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so number three, it taunts people. Take one people. down, pass her around, <laughs> 71 virgins left on the wall. It taunts people for something they have no control over. True. True. That, that does a taunt them for something they have no control over. But you know what's funny is probably... They 90%, need to grow a set? <laughs> probably 90% of the time when this taunting goes on, 90% of the time the guy that is the receiving of the taunt is not truly deserving of that taunt. It's just because his buddies have chosen that, that he is the one that gets picked on this week. Yep, exactly. You know, now, th this next bolded he headline, I do agree with. It's straight up body shaming. Well, it yeah, is. It is. And, I mean, we joke. We joke with our friends. Guys do this all the time. And we don't see it as body shaming, but it is. Well, it is body shaming. It, but. but it's not to the extent of a Playboy model going in and photographing a woman in the shower saying you can't unsee this. Yeah. But it is body shaming. Body shaming in... The next bolded headline says, Body shaming in any manner should be perceived as anti-feminist because it dehumanizes and reduces people to objects. How is that fucking anti-feminist? That's anti-humanist. Yeah. But That's the again, problem with feminists. They equate everything to feminism and they don't equate it to anti-humanism because, you know, you're talking anti-feminist here, but you're talking about men. How can it be anti-feminist if it's a man? It would be anti-humanist or anti-maleist, but not anti-feminist. Yeah, it is, and like it, it just seems like these fem Nazis want nothing more than to make everything about them. Guess yeah. what? It's not all about you, damn it. Yeah, absolutely, it's all about me. Hmm. 
And it's unfair to base people's worth on what you perceive to be a body, a body, a body, bodily flaw. Bodily flaw. I would say it's a body flaw, a body flaw, not a bodily flaw. Because yeah. a bodily is like a bodily function. Or like bodily fluid. A bodily fluid, but God, fucking uh, grammar sometimes. And I'm not even a grammar Nazi. No. Um, <laughs> you know, this is something that, unfortunately, it, it's a guy thing. It is a guy thing. But women do it too. Well, women do it to women in a whole nother manner, usually bugging each other about their tits. Yeah. But Girlfriend, I, I, I've got. She, uh, she, she'll say, "We'll see something nice and shiny." And she goes, "I'll distract him. And you steal it." Okay, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna roll up my pant leg and show him my tits. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not body shaming. That's admitting that there's something that you're not happy about, but you can laugh at it. Mm, gravity, man. Yeah, it's a bitch. Gravity sucks. Tits. And. I got news for the feminists out there mm. and any of you millennials out there that are listening. If you've made it this far, you're going to learn something. As you get older, Mr. Willie doesn't touch your belly anymore. Even when he's fully awake, you know, he won't be touching your belly. So make good use of it while you can. Okay. He doesn't stand up and watch you while you shave anymore. Yeah, either. exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're shaving? Yeah, okay. I'm just going to hang here for a bit. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Oh, we need the penis song. I need the I need to locate yeah. the penis song. Um, I've actually got a copy of that somewhere. His, his the guy's name is Rodney Carrington, yeah. and it's called Dear Penis, and it's hilarious. Um, well, he's looking for that. I'm going to move on to number four. It's oh a, no, we found it. It wasn't uh, that hard. Dear penis, Watch me shave. All you do is stare at the floor. Oh, dear penis, I don't like you anymore. It used to be you and me, a paper towel in a dirty magazine. That's all we needed to get by. Now it seems things have changed. I think you're the one to blame. I don't like you anymore He sings Dear Rodney I don't think I like you anymore When you get to drinking You put me places I've never been before Dear Rodney I don't like you anymore Why can't we just get a grip on our man to hand Come to terms of truly how we feel If we put our heads together We just stay home forever, dear penis I think I like you after all Oh, interrupt you have to watch this video. you're shaving, shave my balls Thank you, thank you very much for coming out Rodney Carrington. If you get the chance, folks, watch Rodney Carrington's shows. You gotta watch that video, or just watch the uh, watch the screencast of the show here, and you'll get get a chance to watch that video. Yes. That's just actually funny. It is, and he's hilarious. And you know, the feminists are gonna out there are gonna say, "Um, 
He's one of those men. He mm. sings that song, Show Them to Me. Mm. And, but in this, he's talking about boobs. But when he's singing, he even says, if you're a man and you're proud of them, show them to me. You know, he, Rodney Carrington is great. I cannot say enough about him. But let's move on to All number right, four. Number four. It's a reductionist attack on bigoted people. Huh? <laughs> on bigoted. A common tactic I see utilized, especially on the internet, is attacking by bigot a bigot by proclaiming to the world he probably has a small dick and that's why he's so angry. Oh. No, what what it is, okay, you've seen these guys today. I had a I'm doing 120 on the highway, and this guy flies past me, black smoke billowing out of his diesel, double yellow line. I wasn't going fast enough for him in a hundred kilometer an hour zone doing 120. He's obviously compensating for having a small dick. He's got his truck all jacked up. He's got to go really fast to impress the ladies because once he gets naked, he's not going to impress anyone. Yeah. Okay. He may not actually have a small dick, but what they're referring to is small dick syndrome, folks. Mm. You may might want to think about that one for a moment because it's not always, you know, oh, he has a small dick. No, it's called small dick syndrome or small man syndrome, meaning they don't have enough self-confidence in themselves. To where this is how they fucking compensate for shit. The, these are the, the small guys. And it's a slang guys. term. These are the small guys that go into a bar and find the biggest guy and pick a fight with him just because he's the biggest guy there. Yeah. And they have something to prove to everyone else. No, they've got something to prove to themselves. That's pretty well, much all it is. Yeah. You know, it's these guys are just proving, proving something to themselves. And they think that with their big trucks or fast cars or whatever it is, picking a fight with the biggest guy, the biggest bouncer, whatever, they think that they're proving that they're more of a man. All right, um, and the next statement in there. But I believe that criticizing intolerant people in this manner is only causing further unnecessary damage because the ire is not going to that person's hateful beliefs, which is where it belongs. Then why did you write this fucking article? Well, because uh, it was going to her hateful beliefs, which is where it belongs. Yes. But, hey, what can you say, man? <laughs> Instead of putting the hard work of correcting someone's hate speech, some well-intentioned progressive and feminist unwittingly add to the negative rhetoric that's already swirling in the air. Oh, dear me. Swirling in the air. And I just believe that the acceptability of mocking someone's penis size has been so ingrained in all of us that most people don't even think twice when making these jokes. Well, you're probably right there. And you know what? I think she's jealous because we have a bigger dick than her. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Disney. Disney. Oh, we're Disney. gonna jump into Disney. Well, let's let's jump in the that's the world of politics. All right. So <laughs> let's. Uh, what the hell? If there's a need for a rescue mission, when the world is threatened, the world needs help. It calls on America. And it's and Disney. That's the story. And the story is Disney, so let's jump on it. Okay, Disney has redesigned Pir Pirates of the Caribbean ride oh, to be more really, politically this correct. Is a sad, sad day in the world of Disney, <laughs> and they have taken a lot of flack from this, but they're still going to bend to the political correctness of the world, the social justice warriors, and what they're doing is they're doing away with one of the most iconic... Now, they've already changed one of the other iconic 
um, displays in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That was the pirates chasing the ladies around in circles. So what they did was they first they put pies in the in the ladies' hands so the guys can chase them around, thinking letting people think, oh, they're chasing the ladies for the pies. No, they're still chasing them for their ass. But the pies make it look like <laughs> no, gluttony, they're, so they're it's more acceptable. Cha- chasing them for a different type of pie. Yeah. They're, they're, but anyway, pie. what they're going to do now <clears throat> is there's an iconic scene in there, the auction. The wench auction. The wench auction. Take a wench for a bride. Now, come on. This is something that is probably embedded in pirate lore. After they raided somewhere, they take all the women, they take them to the pirate bay, and they sell the women off as brides or slaves or whatever. They're going to change that. Well, I want the redhead before they, you know, get rid of it because, you know. Dude, that's a mannequin. I don't care. It's still a redhead with big boobs. (laughs) (laughs) You'll take anything right now, won't you? I will. It's been a while. It's been a while. What can I say? So, at any rate, they're going to get rid of this. They're going to change it. The redhead is now going to get guns. They're going to change it to where they're going to be auctioning off a grandfather clock, a pile of shit or something. They're going to change the sign from saying, buy a wench to give up your goods or something. I forget how they placed it. It's oh, like dumb. You know, there's a, there's a card that I could go to Disney World and use, but I won't because I want to teach... I have two autistic children for the listeners that don't know i can go to disney and my kids can bypass the line because they're special needs that's teaching my kids that because of their autism they're better than Mm. everybody else no fucking way my kids are going to learn what it's like to stand in line and wait they're going to learn how to live a quote unquote and i hate this fucking word Normal. normal life well, it's it's considered normal in the average world. Did how, you know? How about an average life? Or did you know common? that there's no such thing as normal? How about common? Common's a good word. There's accepted norm. Well, accepted norm. Yeah. How about that? It's accepted norms because accepted norms change as time changes. You know, and look at our accepted norms now. Where the accepted norms are fucking feminists for some reason. Uh, but like, <clears throat> what but that's the, changing. the fuck? Okay, let's move on to Budweiser. Budweiser, yes, Budweiser did a... Fourth of July ad. They did a Fourth of July ad, which sort of actually is is unusual in that Budweiser is usually not as friendly towards vets. But this one here is supposed to be a good vet-friendly ad. I haven't actually watched it, so we'll give it a spin and see what it is. Dear Folds of Honor, my name is Haley Grace Williams. I am 21 and studying to be a nurse because I have a calling to help people. A calling inspired by my father. Don't need him. (laughs) My everyday hero, Army veteran John Williams. John, come on back. Right before Desert Storm, my dad severely injured his back during a training exercise. That maintains the integrity of the space. His injury was so severe, today he has two steel rods and six screws fusing his spine together. Now I'm driving a bus part-time to work holy hours. I'm in too much pain. Worse than the physical toll has been the emotional one. While his unit shipped off to war, my dad watched from a hospital room. To this day, he feels a sense of guilt. He feels as though he wasn't there for his buddies when they needed him. With our family's financial situation, the burden of paying for school is all on my shoulders. 
Right now, I'm working 40 hours a week to pay the final year, but at a cost of nearly $44,000, affording my final year simply may not be possible. Receiving your scholarship would change my life and set me up to change the lives of veterans like my father. I truly thank, thank you for your consideration. consideration. Sincerely, Haley Grace Williams. Hello? Hey, John? Yeah. Hey, Adam. Nice to meet you. Same here. Wait a minute. Oh my gosh, you're it's Kylo Ren. I'm in shock. <laughs> or Kylo, whatever. I can't believe you're here. Wait, is he with you? Yeah, yeah, they sent me your letter. I was in the, the military too. Wow. You were in the army, army right? Yeah. Right before Desert Storm, is that right? You injured yes. yourself. Same, I was oh, injured wow. right before. I was supposed to deploy to Iraq with my unit. I felt so uh, guilty that I didn't really get to finish my service. I the first person that ever said I understand, truly understood. And then now you're you're in school now. Yes. And that's when you reached out to Folds of Honor. Then they they reached out to me and they told me to let you know that you got the scholarship. Oh my goodness. But also Budweiser and I thought that you shouldn't have to worry about school. So Budweiser is going to be covering your all remaining school expenses for the rest of next year. Oh wow. Gosh. Right on. You don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Your family's commitment to country is only matched by your commitment to each other. Your hard work, dedication, and caring spirit exemplify what Folds of Honor and Budweiser stand for. It means everything. I'm shaking as I keep moving. <laughs> Thank you. The most hated character in all of Star Wars other than Jar Jar Binks because he killed Han Solo. <laughs> and he does stuff like this. I, I take my hat off to him for doing this and for his service. And I mean, you know how I feel about most Americans. Yeah. But you know, I see an American service member or American vet, I go up and I thank him for his service to his country. Yeah. One guy, a Vietnam vet that I met here in Canada, I shook his hand and I say, sir, I'd like to thank you for your service to your country. And he goes, pardon? So I repeated it. And he goes, you know, this is what I love about Canada. I said, what's that? He goes, I don't get this at home. Because it was Vietnam. Yeah. So, I mean... It, folks, I can't can't say this enough. As a veteran, and somebody who loves the country I live in, you know, if you see a serving member or somebody that you know is a veteran, go up and thank them. You may not agree with the military. You may not agree with what the government does with the military, but these people put their lives on the line in service of the country. And you got to admit that without the military, you wouldn't have the freedoms you enjoy currently. Exactly. So. And you know, no matter how piss poorly the government deploys them, my my contract of enrollment has no <clears throat> expiry date. A veteran is somebody who, at some time, wrote a blank check payable to the citizens of this country, payable by their lives if need be. 
So just remember that. And we joke, we insult, we poke fun at people. But the one thing you'll never hear me bash is a veteran. Yeah, so that's absolutely true. Support <clears throat> the veterans, support our troops. Um, and, you know, even if you don't agree with them, I've been called a baby killer. I had a woman ask me how I can kill women and children, and I had the attitude back then of, fuck you, bitch. And I said, it's easy. I just don't lead them as much as I do men. Mm. You know, being called a baby killer is something that will never leave me. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. This woman had no idea that the stuff I've been through, so you don't know what veterans go through. They, even never, in peacekeeping. they never do. No. They it's, never do. All they do is they, they spout off the current rhetoric that's being kicked out by left-wing liberals. Yeah. Which is, you know, part of the problem we have in the world today. And let's, thinking of left-wing liberals, let's jump into something here a little different, which is the new Paris app for your phone, which uh, warns you about the no-go zones, which a year or so ago they said didn't exist. And these no-go zones are getting worse throughout Europe. And for those of you that don't know what a no-go zone is, it is a zone that has so many Muslim immigrants in it where they are implementing such severe Sharia law that anyone of white or Christian or some other belief than Muslim don't dare go there. Because a woman, especially a modern woman who walks around in her normal clothing, could find herself harassed, raped, or worse. A man non-Muslim could find himself who drinks alcohol in such a simple state too. At any rate, this new app is one that is taking off very quickly throughout the Paris area and you can bet they will add additional cities in Europe to it um, before long, especially in Germany and uh, even, I don't know if they have no-go zones in uh, London yet or not, do they? Um, this app will probably make it a no-go zone. Like. <laughs> There, and it, it's not a government putting it out either. No, no, it's people. Yeah. It's people putting it out because and people are people are telegraphing. It's racist thing. people. It's not just racist people. It's people putting out that this event has occurred here. And these are actual, a lot of the time, they are documented police events. Yeah. You know, and they are events to, to be worried about. And but if you re if you scroll down, I mean, the existence of no-go zones in Paris has been widely reported following a surge of Migrants to the city. That's right. Yeah. And the, and the migrants, have, and they're not actually migrants. Well, they are sort the, of migrants. This app is racist. I, imagine. Oh, fuck you. It's not racist. Yes, man. it is. It's truth. Imagine it's truth. if you put out an app that said, don't go to this neighborhood. It's a black neighborhood. That has nothing to do with it. If you go to a neighborhood in a black neighborhood where they're creating lots of troubles, that's not fucking racist. That's truth. Just because these things are happening in a Muslim neighborhood does not make it fucking racist. It's truth. These events are happening in those areas. How is that fucking racist? It, By telling people it's happening there is racist? It's implied racism. <laughs> Fuck you, implied racism. No, it is it implied is. truth. It is not even implied truth. It's absolute truth. You mean you wouldn't want to know? Okay. Here's some of the, the tweets. Oh, fuck the tweets. Everywhere Tweet is becoming downtown Baghdad. PC contributed to... A lot to beautiful countries being destroyed. Really sad, little too late, though. What's not racist about that? Downtown Baghdad? 
that just is not racist. That's telling that's them that, bag. That's that's telling them that it's becoming Muslim. That is not racist. That is telling them the truth. And you know what's funny is Muslim is not a fucking race. So that is not racism. Muslim is not a race. Let's get that one correct. Muslim is a belief system. It is not a fucking race. Okay. Jews. Jews are not well. Jews. Jews is Judaism Jews, is a religion. But see, Muslims are not a race. Muslims is Jews a belief. aren't a race. But you, if you get someone who's anti-Semitic, you call them a racist. You get someone who's anti-Catholic, you call them a racist. Why are anti-Muslims not racists? The anti-Catholics and anti-Jews are not racists either. Um, but everyone calls them that, so but see, let's but call see, the spade a spade. Let's see, use the same paintbrush to paint everyone the same. No, you can't, because Jerusalem has claimed the term Jew as a race. Now, Muslim, a religion. So all the African Muslims, all the Asian Muslims, all the, all the um, um, Arabic Muslims, they're all one race? Is that what you're telling me? Well, and you see, the Jews, though, when you claim Judaism, you're claiming to be part of a race of people. No, you're not. You're claiming to be part of a no, religion. You're, Judaism, you're not saying you're an Israeli. You're saying you're Jewish. Right. Which is not a fucking race. Okay, it's so then you can never say Judaism is racism. But if, if someone spouts off about the Jews, they call him a racist. I know, and it's wrong. Okay. There's my point. Okay. Okay. So, using that same paintbrush, calling that I'm people, going to stick to my guns here, and but people who are saying anti-Islam stuff are being, by the same paintbrush, racist. They're not. They're not racist. But do you see my point? I do see your point. And but your if point. If you're using the same is, definition, but you're, you're, as you're, someone you're, spouting point, off against the Jews, is, as someone spouting off against the Muslims. They're still, by the same definition of that being racist, then they're racist against the Muslims. But your point Muslims. is stretching the truth, and your point is stretching a definition. I'm not the one who stretches it. Who stretches it are the people who call but you're anti-Semites. But you're believing it. No. Oh, well, then, people then, who are then, anti we, then we've hit an agreement point. No, people who are anti-Semitic. Wait a minute, you just told me you didn't believe it. How did we not hit an agreement point? Let me explain. Okay. Shut the fuck up. No. And let me mansplain this to you. No. Yes. I'm busy trying well, to mansplain to you, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to explain. You're trying to mansplain because you have so absolutely much no so fucking much, idea so what you're talking about. I'm so much better at mansplaining than you are, so fuck you. You have no idea what you're talking about. I do about. know what I'm talking about. I call anybody who hates someone because of their religion, their the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, an asshole. Well, they are assholes. Absolutely. Fine. See, there's our point of agreement. They're, they're, Next. They're definitely, they're definitely assholes. Next. So anyway. Building codes aren't gender. No, let's go with Serena Williams and John McEnroe. Oh, oh. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yes. John McEnroe has always been outspoken. He's, a, he's an John asshole. McEnroe. I love this man. I he like tweeted, him. number of tennis tournaments won by Serena Williams while pregnant, one. Number of tennis tournaments won by J John McEnroe by, while pregnant, zero. Okay. It's funny, but it's true. What? Okay, great. She's out there. She's doing what did, she loves, did, and she's pregnant. She's you, keeping active. Did you see where this started? This whole this whole story started. 
Scary Mommy? No, 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 no. That's probably where one of the articles is from. Yeah. Okay, it started with an interview John McEnroe was doing on ESPN or one of the uh, talk shows. I don't remember the one. He's promoting a new book. And in his new book, he talks about Serena Williams as being the best female player in the world. Yeah. Okay. And this is the problem. This is where the feminists took over and they made it more than what it should have been. Because truthfully, she is the best female player. Well, the female... She's hot, too. Well... That depends on your view of hot. I don't find her hot at all. I don't even find her fucking attractive. But that's me. Anyway, the female anchor person there went on to say, well, do you need to clarify that she's a female? Couldn't she just be the best player in the world? And he's like, excuse me? This, I'm paraphrasing here, okay, just yeah. so you know. And he's like, excuse me? And he's going, well, couldn't, he, couldn't she you know, be the best female player in the world? He goes, well, no. And she goes, if she had to play in the men's circuit, she would rank somewhere around 700. And they went off on him, trying to demand him to say she was the best player in the world. And he was like, well, no, she'd never beat the fucking men. Not if she had to play the men's circuit, she wouldn't even rank. She would be so far down the rungs, she'd barely make a living. But this is not what they did. They went after him for this. And then in another interview on another show, one of the anchor persons went, well, would you like to apologize? And he was like, no, I don't want to apologize for it. It's true. She wouldn't do it. And of course, Serena Williams decided to jump into the, into the fray with her own tweet. And then she jumped in with, dear John, I adore and respect you, but please keep me out of your statements that are not factually based. It's like, yeah, okay. And then she went on to say, I never played anyone ranked there, nor do I have time. Respect me and my privacy as I'm trying to have a baby. Good day, sir. And it's like, really? You didn't even need to jump into this fray, Serena. It was just pointless. He was, he was trying to state a, an idea of opinion on where he thought you would appear only because he was forced into it. In fact, here, we do have a little bit from the CBS this morning. This was the show. Let's play it out. No. I'm just waiting. Would wait. you like to apologize? Uh, no. Um, no. But I, 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 the, I, offer. I, yeah. the offer is this, is because it seems in tennis, unlike other sports, that they're always asking about how women, they always ask me how I would do for someone. Why isn't this old bag John McEnroe? How would he do against Serena? All right. So there's a little bit there. Let's grab another one here. I didn't. I, you're right. I wasn't paying attention to do this. Yes. It wasn't necessary. It, it was not but necessary. You knew it would create. Here's I didn't know. No, I didn't know it would create. You content. didn't. No. And one more ten-second clip. Be more than happy to. I do. I actually do because I think everybody knows. And another thing. No, men are stronger. Men are faster. We all get that. But I think it sort of belittles what women do on the tennis court. I think that's why people are upset. And the fact that you ranked her 700. So my question to you is: She won Australia, weeks pregnant. You ranked her at 700 on the men's. Where would you rank yourself? Uh, myself would be. Yeah, where would be, you put yourself? Uh, now, are you asking me at 58 years of age what I'd be ranked on the in the tour if I had to play best of five? Yeah. Which is what the men have to do at majors. Yes. I would be currently about 1,200 in the world. <laughs> the guy's being honest. He's being downright honest about the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, why are you people berating the man when he's being honest? It's like he'd put himself at 1,200. Because while he's 58 years old, he's not in his fucking prime condition anymore. He would not be number one in the world anymore. 
which happens in all sports. Now, one of the things that was brought up through lots of the discussion of this thing here is why do we separate the Olympics between men and women? Okay? If we want to find out if women think they can really compete with men, toe-to-toe with men, let's put the Olympics truly integrated where women have to compete with men toe-to-toe and let's see how many of them fucking women ever end up on the podium. Okay, back in 1973, Billie Jean King. Oh, she played, I can't remember the dude. Bobby name. Riggs. Yeah. And, and she, she beat him. Yeah, but he was and, like, But you know, here's the best part. The lesbians turned around and said, yes, a lesbian beat the, the world number one ranked man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a woman beat him. A lesbian beat him. But he wasn't the number one ranked man when he played. He was 52 fucking years old. Yeah, exactly. He was no longer number one ranked. I guarantee it. Not at 52 He was years 55. Old. Well, 55. All right. 55. So he was 55 years old and she was in her fucking prime. 29. In her prime. She was yeah. in her prime, goddammit. Now, you're telling me that is an equal match? No. Not that's, at all. That's not a fucking equal match at all. It, it would be like... Me playing chess against a chess master. That's about it. You know, yeah. it's like these, this is what these people are comparing. It's like it's the most ludicrous thing in the world. You know, women want to be on these equal grounds. Well, by God, let's fucking give them equal grounds and see how they fucking actually compare. Yeah. Okay. There's, we're going to go back to Scary Mommy for a second. Uh, which one is this? Moms, it's not your job to entertain your kids. Oh, I love this article. This one here should also say dads. Yes. You know, but then again, Scary Mommy is a place where it's nothing but directed towards moms. So I kind of live with that fact. And basically, when I read this stuff here, I just replace it with dad. Yeah. It's not a parent's job to entertain their kids 24-7. Yes, you do have to entertain them from time to time. You know, kids get bored. They're rambunctious. They drain their energy. They get their energy by draining it from us. Yeah. But, like, Mom of Three Meredith Masoni is the voice behind the popular parenting Mm -hmm. blog and Facebook pages. That's inappropriate. Yesterday she shared a video where she speaks the truth about the fact that it's not up to parents let's watch the video to make sure their children are having a let's, let's grand watch old the summer. video. Come on, let's watch the video. It's not very long. I'm a maid, I grocery shop, I do tons of laundry, I feed my children, I bathe my children, I remind them to brush their teeth because it constantly smells like cat litter, drive the children to places because they don't have a driver's license of their own. But it is not my job to entertain my children. It is their job to entertain themselves. Not saying that I don't play with them occasionally or interact with them, but what I am saying is that it is not my job to dole out activity after activity and sit on top of them and watch exactly what they are doing. It's not my job. My children are 11, 8, and 6. It is their job to entertain themselves. But if I'm working, or if I'm cooking, or if I'm doing laundry, or if I'm busy doing any of the other 9 million jobs that I have as a parent and an employee, it's not my job to entertain them, as mind-blowing as that sounds. And there are some people uh, who believe that it is just, we have to constantly be on top of our kids and, uh, and entertain them. And to them I say, you don't have to. Relax. It's cool. They will figure out how to entertain themselves. I promise. Yesterday, I was in here working, and I came out, and they had made helmets 
out of Frosted Flakes boxes and toilet paper rolls. And it was great. And they were fine. And everybody survived. I am not going to entertain my children. It's not my job. Okay? Uh, when our kids are very little, we have to be with them and they have to be on us all the time. That's part of it. But at some point, it's okay to say to your kid, I'm going to need you to go play and leave me alone for a little bit because I have to do X, Y, and Z. But you don't have to feel guilty about that. You can go and they'll be just fine. And guess what? They'll figure out how to entertain themselves and be happy. I promise. It really does work. Okay? I, I'm kind of lucky at the age that they are that I can shut my office door and tell them, don't come back for an hour because you need to go find something to do. Go color. Go build Legos. Go make a mask out of a Frosted Flakes box. That It's your business. Go. Take care of your business. Be creative. Use some critical thinking skills. Okay? Go. Do any of those things. Don't light my house on fire. I wouldn't be happy about that. But go. Do the other things. Okay? Because it is important that we give them enough room to figure out what they should and shouldn't be doing. Not my job to entertain you. No. Not. Uh-uh. Not even a little bit. And if you are currently feeling overwhelmed because you feel like all you do is entertain them nonstop, stop. Stop doing it. Let them do it. Let them figure out what they want to do on their own. I'm not saying that you shouldn't spend time with your kids. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do crafts or projects if that's what you want to do. I personally don't. But if you want to do those things, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is very simple. You don't have to be with them 24 hours a day entertaining them. You have other things to do, and you don't have to feel guilty about that. You do not have to be on top of your kids every waking moment of the day. Let them figure out who they are. Not only survive, but thrive, because they've given an opportunity to do that. You do not have to be an entertainer of the children. They can entertain themselves. I promise. <laughs> I like that. I hadn't actually watched the video. I like her. That's so why, man. Yeah, she, she doesn't live somewhere nearby. I wouldn't mind dating a woman like that. <laughs> okay. We're, we're drawn to close soon. Um, this is political. This is feminism. This is everything. Okay. It, building codes aren't gender neutral. Yale is suing. Oh, yay. Yay for Yale. Now, up at UVic, they have gender neutral restrooms. Yes. So if you identify as a woman, you can go use a woman's bathroom. If you identify as a man, you can go use a men's room. You know what? I don't care. If you want to, if you're comfortably being in the same room as I am while I pull my dick out and piss, I don't care. But it, some people will say, well, they're caving. And I can see that point, And I can also see the point that I really don't give a fuck. But to sue over the fact that building codes aren't gender neutral? Do these people have nothing better to do? No, they have nothing better to do. Now, see, the problem they've got in this, when you read the article, the problem they've got in here is the state law requires a certain number of restrooms to be labeled male and yeah. female. And they don't have the space to add in the additional restrooms that would be gender neutral. Yeah. And that's the whole problem they're facing. So they're having to sue the entire state to have the, to have the uh, building codes changed. But, I mean, I don't know what it's like in all the other buildings at UVic, mm. but the sub well, has 
the the main portion of the sub has gender neutral bathrooms. You know what's funny? I, I don't care one way or another. You know what I found most amusing? Now, see, I'm a runner, and when you go running, you go to some places where there's not always enough bathrooms for what's going on, and in particular, the poor women, because the women's room they'll get these big long lines. You go to the men's room, there'll be this big long line of people. You walk right by, walk in, and go take a pee. Yeah. Because men whip it out, pee, and they're out of there in 30 seconds. Where women, it takes them at least a minute because they got to drop their drawers, pee, and clean up, and everything else. Yeah. Well, what's funny is what happened is one place I went to race, they only had the two restrooms. They had the male and female. Well, what happened was very shortly after the line got long, they realized that the men were using the urinals. They really didn't care about the stalls. No. So what he had in, in this men's room, he had this long line of women against the wall lined up for the stalls. And the men coming in, using the urinals, whipping it out, peeing, and leaving while the women were standing in the stall in the, against the wall behind them while they were still whipping it out and peeing. It was quite, it was quite, and nobody seemed to give a fuck. Everyone just wanted to fucking pee and move on with their life. It's like diving, okay? I've been diving with a group of people, and there's both men and women there, and this woman, woman we came back in on a surface interval, and I went in front of my van and took a leak, and she said, hey, that's a good idea, and she walked in front of my van, and she had this little thing that she could squat down and hold against her so that she peed. Oh, she had one of those pretty teacups, much, did yeah. she? Good for her. Damn right. I gained a lot of respect for that woman because she didn't give a fuck. If mm. I can do it, she can do it. Yeah, well, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of it. But see, that's the thing. is, like, truthfully, we just want to pee and get on with our lives, you know? And if someone's really got to poo, well, let them poo. Put them in a stall, close the door. Who cares what goes on behind that stall as long as you don't have to hear the horrible noises? You know, close your ears. <laughs> Okay. All right. Last article. Last article. Well, we've only been at this for an hour. Fuck, we're closing up shop early tonight? Yeah. All right. I'm sunburnt, and I want to get home. Oh, you're a fucking whiny little bitch. Hey, I laid on a raft with some beautiful women today. I'm happy. Uh, Texas pastor threatens to set himself on fire to stop gays from marrying. Here's the matches. <laughs> Fuck it, right. Do you want some gasoline? Do you, do you want... Premium or regular? <laughs> oh, since I read that article, first thing popped in my mind is, would you like a match? Oh, like, okay. It starts off, a U.S. pastor has threatened to set himself on fire to stop loving gay couples from being legally recognized. Oh, uh, you know, my opinion on that is, let the loving gay couples get married. They can find out what a loving fucking divorce is all about. I think gays should be allowed to marry. They should be allowed to be as miserable as the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely, man. They'll find so, out real quick what a loving and, divorce is all of about. Of course, this guy's from Texas. Yeah, Rick Scarborough. He made the claim ahead of an anticipating ruling from the Supreme Court later this month, which could bring same-sex marriage to all 50 states, oh, wow. including Texas. Article? Oh, God, this is an article from June 2015. Oh, shit. I didn't realize this was such an old article. Oh, my but, God. hey, what the hell, man? I guess he didn't set fire to himself because no. that happened a couple of years ago. Yep. He previously claimed, claimed that God should drop a nuke, God should drop a nuke on the U.S. because it appropriates gay ambassadors. I guess I better. I, I, better pre, I better preview articles for dates yeah. a little more often. Then I didn't realize that. Oh was my so god, that was new. But there's still people arguing about this. That's the that's the reason that it came up on my thing was there's still people arguing yeah. about gay marriage though it's been made legal in all 50 states in union. It's legal in most countries across the globe now. I had a great Except time yesterday. Of course, uh, Muslim countries where they throw gays off the roof. I had a great time yesterday. It's too bad you weren't feeling well. You could have come out and watched the drag ball. Yeah. The drag queens versus the drag kings playing baseball. And it was hilarious. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Pride Parade on Saturday. 
this coming Saturday, the 9th? I guess, yeah. Uh, uh, no, next Sunday. No, I won't be there. I've got something happening on that day. So, um, yeah, but it's the Victoria Pride Parade. You know, I, I love going down there and just watching people because their reaction like you'll you'll get people cheering them on and it's great to watch the floats and watch how people carry themselves and represent themselves and then you get the protesters yeah the ones that are so scared that they might be gay that they have to protest the fact that gays are having a pride parade oh, I know. the only problem i have with pride parade is well the international pride is caving to Black Lives Matters by adding two brown stripes to the pride flag. It's not yeah. about race. It's about sexual orientation. No, I know. Now it's about race, though. Apparently. Well, it, and there's no apparent about it. They added a brown and a black stripe. It's not all, about race. But Victoria won't. Well, at least Victoria's standing yeah. up to it. But the but, thing is, when they added the brown and black stripe, why didn't they add the fucking white stripe to go with it? Exactly. And... Or, and like on the yellow stripe and, and Chinese they, lettering and, and but anyways fuck that's gonna be they, one fucked up flag by the time they gone. also caved to Black Lives Matters by saying you can't have the police marching in oh, uniform oh I know that one there pissed me off to no end okay who who goes around and closes the streets and redirects the traffic for you is it Black Lives Matters hmm. no it's the local police force yeah yes there are good and bad on in every group. You know, but to paint everyone with the same paintbrush, we'll go back to that. Uh, you know, we're back to painting everyone yeah. with the same paintbrush again. Like to say all cops are bad because you know, a couple of them have. Like you, you hear all about these police brutality and the police doing this, and it's not po profiling if you're taking statistics from a community. It's not all cops are bad because one cop beats the shit out of somebody. Yeah, it's. A bad person these people put their lives on the line every day and as soon as you need them you're gonna fucking say wow I'm glad they're here your house gets broken into you want to find out who did it the cops are gonna find them your mom gets murdered you want to find out who did it guess who's gonna do that for you mm, absolutely now whether that person is brought to justice is not the police problem that's the problem of the courts but to turn around and say you can't include a certain group of people because they wear this uniform, what, are they going to stop military people from marching wearing a uniform? Oh, absolutely. That'll be next. Come on. Once they, once they get a foothold on something, they get their bug up their ass about something, they continue on to go after every little thing until they get it to conform to their perfect little world or their perfect little vision of a world. Until they realize their perfect little vision of the world is just so fucked up. They don't know what to fucking do. Now they're left out hanging to dry. And when they call up and say, oh, can the police come help us? Please go, who the fuck are you? Oh, you're not important. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, come on. It's like they do these things not realizing the long-term consequences of their fucking actions. Exactly. My kids go up to the police and they will shake their hands and say, thank you for doing your job. Well, for the most part, cops are pretty decent. They are. Yeah, um, there's the occasional asswipe. And actually, this is not the last article because there's a couple of other ones I want to go over quickly. All right. Well, then what are we going to um, jump into next? Well, it goes along with the police. Someone at the University of Maryland reported plastic wrap as a hate crime. Oh, and God, campus yes. police were forced to take them seriously. Oh, yes. That one there. That was the most ludicrous thing I have ever seen. Um, and It shows a piece of saran wrap 
yeah, that's tied in a I'll loop. I'll have it up in a second here. I just got to find a bloody thing. That's a hate crime, apparently. Or is it just trash? Well, see, this is the whole thing. It, it is a this. crime because it's littering. Yeah, it's a crime for littering, but yeah. it's not a crime for what they were what they were talking about here. Give me a second here. I, I mean, find this some of the things thing. I, I've seen done with saran wrap, fuck, it would send the normals way out the fucking window. Well, you know... There we go. Here's that. Saran wrap. It's not just for breakfast anymore. <laughs> it's for creating. It's for creating fear and so loathing. They were forced to issue the statement. Earlier today, we were notified of a knotted piece of plastic wrap laying on the ground in the 7500 block of Baltimore Avenue. An officer met with two individuals who were walking south when they Here noticed the There's item. There's a picture of that. There's a picture of that saran wrap. It looks pretty much like a piece of tied saran wrap tossed on the ground. Police were notified out of concern for possible hate bias. Preliminary investigation reveals that this type of material is used to contain and protect loose items during transport. Out of an abundance of caution, we are looking into the matter and conducting a view, review of our cameras in the area. We encourage the university community to continue to reach out to us when concerned as we work together to create a safer campus. Well, let's hope they catch the bastard for littering. <laughs> oh my God, you know, you can't even wrap your sandwiches anymore. Oh, well, the fuck. You know what it is? It's because the saran wrap the, looks white. The, this is this is the ludicrousness of social justice warriors gone to the fucking extreme. And of course, what it was, when it was reported, it was reported by presumably someone of the black persuasion because they reported it as this looks like a noose. And this is a hate crime because obviously somebody was threatening to hang somebody with this. This was a threat put out there to scare and intimidate anyone who walks by and looks at this noose lying on the ground. And let's go one more time. Let's go back to the picture here. Now, you look closely at this noose. It looks so much like a fucking noose. It's so scary. No, it doesn't look at all like a piece of, not even saran wrap. It looks like a piece of plastic with a knot in the end in a loop. <laughs> it's like, seriously. Be okay. careful, man. They're going to use this to fucking lynch you. I'm reading the tweets, okay? Oh, okay. So Jamie Hurtado yeah, tweeted, UMD, this was found on a tree at Frat Row. Please say that since it wasn't hanging, it's just trash. Make your own conclusions. First reply, I conclude you have a severe lack of intelligence and also too much time to waste. <laughs> second, oh, God, yes. The second, conclusions are great. Second tweet. If you're interested, not trolling, I can tell you exactly what it is, and there are tens of thousands made daily in warehouses in the USA. Third tweet. Haha, UMD admissions standards must be incredibly low. Oh yeah, there's a whole lot more tweets in this yeah. area too. I read, um, I read a bunch of them earlier, and yet they're pretty much along that lines. Obviously, your intelligence is not uh, up to being in a fucking university. Yeah, just because you're... It's like, remember the Vancouver Olympics, the before they started, the Georgian bobsled team got killed on the bobsled track. No, I don't remember that. Well, yeah, they, they went off the track and two of them were killed. And, okay, just because you're in the Olympics doesn't mean you're Olympic quality. Just because you're going to university doesn't mean you're fucking smart. That's true. That's true. But the thing is, is you're supposed to be smart to get admitted into a university. But, that, but the entrance requirements have been lax in the last few years to where pretty much anyone who claims something or another can get into fucking university. Well, okay. I mean, as I said, I got sunburned today. I'm whiter than white. I am a pale, piecey fucking redhead, okay? Yeah. Now, but 
as I've said before, my great-grandfather was from Sicily, the blacks of Italy, and the Italians are the blacks of the Mediterranean. My great-grandmother was Irish, and the Irish are the blacks of Europe. So I, I'm identifying as a black pet female. Good, good, good for you. Because you know why? I'm going to go to the government and say, I'm a black female, you got to give me all this money. Now, oh, damn, you know what? With, with, with this sunburn, I might just say I'm Aboriginal and not have to pay taxes anymore. Which actually brings us up to another one that I found. Okay. John Robert Robson. Canadians feel for Aboriginals, but our patience for too many insults has limits. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. I remember that one. That one there, that one struck a bit of a nerve with me because it finally, it's finally the pushback. Yeah. Now... You're, it's coming. The pushback is coming. Do you have native blood? I do. I have a lot of native Your blood. Your mother made, made me a choker. And my mother's Métis, so yeah. one of these days you, I might actually register as Métis. Your mother made me a choker. I wore that choker out and I was accused of cultural appropriation. Yes. I was talking to, at the time, I was talking to one of the local chiefs. And we... we we were talking about that choker and he knew it was a gift and he turned around to this woman and said you know you really should shut the fuck up he goes that was a gift there's nothing cultural appropriation about it and i said look you know it's instead of looking at things as cultural appropriation look at it as someone admires something so much from your culture that they want to include it in themselves it's a fucking compliment well that's what it used to be considered for many many years until this culture appropriation thing appeared in the last couple of years this culture appropriation thing is kind of fucking new have you seen the the video of the um let's use the politically correct terms the african-american girl who's given the guy wearing dreadlocks a hard time oh yeah i've seen that oh, social justice fuck. warrior yeah. tearing the dude up and he's like fuck you bitch get fuck out of my yeah. way it's just like fuck people are you making things up to fucking fight they, over? They are. Say, the social justice warriors are making shit up to f create fights where a fight doesn't exist or a problem it, doesn't exist. They're instead creating of, it. Instead of doing that, you know, and getting your feeling hurt, why not just walk up and say, hey, you know, I really like your dreads. Do you know where they originated? No, well, let, let me tell you. Yeah. So you have some history about your yeah. the, the choices that you make. You know, you're not berating the person. You're giving them information. You're, you're, or say, you know, thanks, I, I feel really flattered that you think enough of our culture to include that into your own. Yeah, and that was the thing, is that's how it worked for many, many years. You know, and that's how, that's how we, that's why we have such a wide diversity of food, why we have a wide diversity of dress, why the world functions the way it does up until the last five years. You know, and, but anyway, this article here is a really interesting one from the National Post. And it starts out with a bit about Aboriginal Day and about what's culturally appropriate. And it goes in to discuss about the backlash that is finally starting to kick in against the Aboriginals who are getting offended by the, well, lack of a better term, white people that are here. And that the fact that, well, yeah, maybe... 200, 300 years ago, the Europeans came here, conquered the land by stealing it, ripping them off, and swindling them out of it. It doesn't matter how it occurred. We now have a country. 
we now have a country that we need to all work within the rules that were set up to change the rules or to set things up instead of trying to reverse things out. I think the big one here was what it was. Oh, the Aboriginals were giving a building. The former U.S. Embassy across the street from Parliament Hill. Yes, and the indigenous people got all upset about it, saying it's a second-hand building, a hand-me-down, not culturally appropriate space. Well, what would be culturally appropriate? Maybe if the building was a pre-contact structure, such as a longhouse or a teepee without a furnace, electricity, or running water, maybe that's what they would like. That would be culturally appropriate. When was the last time you were up at Beacon Hill? I haven't been up there in a while. Wow. Checkerboard house is gone. Oh, I knew they were ripping that down. Do you know what they're putting there? They're putting a, a longhouse or something up there, aren't they? Yeah. Do you know how they're doing it? Uh, they're going to have electricity and... Uh, Cranes yeah. and... Oh, well, then they, they can't do that. That's cultural appropriation. Yes. They're appropriating the culture of the white people to build their building. How can they possibly do that? We should get up there and protest it. You know, where my kids go to school... There's a gentleman carving a totem pole. Mm -hmm. We got talking. <clears throat> and we got talking about cultural appropriation. Yeah. And the same chief that I was talking to, uh, talking about earlier was yeah. there. And he likes talking about cultural appropriation. He thinks it's bullshit. Well, uh, he's probably a very intelligent man. Though. James is a very intelligent <clears throat> man. And he said, you know, said to the guy, why aren't you using traditional tools? He goes, well... This, these are the tools that I learned with. Mm -hmm. And I looked at James. James looked at me, and we both looked, turned around and said, cultural appropriation. <laughs> and the guy laughed, too, because he, he saw the irony in it. Yeah. But, you know, he said, these are the tools that I learned with. I would love to learn how to do it with the traditional tools. Yeah. Do you know anybody who could teach me? And he, yes, I do. You know, I, I can help you out with that. And... You know, the guy's like, great, I'd love to learn the, the proper tools. We we all had a good laugh over it. And, you know, his, the kid, guy's kids go to the same school yeah. as my kids do. And he was saying that he's incorporating his son into the totem pole. Mm -hmm. But although it's his son, it's all children. He goes, and I don't care if they're native or yeah. not, it's incorporating children. Yeah. And... Uh, Again, we all got talking about cultural appropriation and just how far it's gone. Oh, it's gone to ludicrousness, yeah. man. And, uh, you know, they they had the kindergarten graduation. Yeah. And they had James come in and he did some drumming, did a blessing. And, you know, I thought, you know, this is fantastic. But what about the kids who are non-native? Is this not forcing that? belief system on them not necessarily i mean the the kids have to be there they take part in this and you know you could yes i could have pulled my kids out of there but i want my kids to learn experience to appreciate it. this yeah it's called learning it's called learning and experience it's not it, they're not not forcing you to believe it they're no they're just exposing you exactly to it. and it's not ramming it down anybody's throat it's including it and there there were some parents there that we're kind of upset about it. And I said, well, why don't you want your kids to learn this? Well, it doesn't fit in with our belief system. Well, I said, what? Us. You don't believe that there were natives here before a white man came? And they're like, well, you know, it's just, it's gotten to the point where everything's native this, native that. I said, well, you know, this was their land. I said, but on the same token, 
And my chief friend, James, was standing there. I said, do you believe that you're entitled to your heritage? And they said, yes. I said, okay. So I'm entitled to my heritage? And they said, yes. I said, okay. I'm English. My background covers multinational, mm -hmm. but I'm English. My heritage would be to enslave your people. Hmm. And those that would not agree to be subjugated would be killed. Yeah. Do I get my culture? Well, no, that's wrong. I said, then you're being biased and bigoted. Yeah. James turned around and started laughing. He goes, I love your arguments. <laughs> so, um, Text Pastor, we did. UMD Police, we did. John Robertson, we did. Clementine Ford. Oh, the big bitch of Australia. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling Clementine. You got a name of an orange. Don't you feel stupid, Clementine? <laughs> she might feel stupid. Which one are we after? Clementine for Ford advocating against sexual and domestic violence and rape culture is oh. a height of irony. Oh, Oh, we don't want that one first. Um, well, why? Because we want the other one first, because this is the one that set off the first one. Clementine Ford under fire for shocking note to a fan. Well, where's that? A little further down. This one here set off a bit of a firestorm for Clementine Ford, the... Australian ultra fucking feminist, the bitch that she is. I really feel sorry for her son. The, the kid is the kid is going to be fucked up. God, the kid is going to be fucked up. I don't see that link. Um, search for just search for Ford, and you'll get the two articles. Okay, go on. I'll find it. <clears throat> at any rate, Clementine Ford at a book signing. One of her fans. Put a book in her hands and pled, said, please sign this. And, oh, uh, it's not in this one. Yeah, it is. In, here it is. Here it is. Here's what she signed into the book for a fan. They blanked out the fan's name, but it says, and her book is For the Girls, whatever it is. And she signed in there for so-and-so. Have you killed any men today? And if not, why not? Love Clementine. Oh. Hugs. It's like, oh, really? Oh, and aren't you the epitome of fucking feminist bitches? Now, the internet a bit exploded about this. And of course, you know, they tried to get her. She's got a new book signed by a publisher. And the new publisher's like, oh, that's just her. We're going to ignore that statement. It doesn't mean anything. She's not that bad of a person, yada, 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 whatever. They were still going to publish her book. And there's a picture of Clementine Ford. It's like, really? Some dude had a baby with her. Well, her red lipstick does look kind of good, but who that face. Anyway, um, this led to the second article there, which we were talking about, which is the Clementine Ford advocating for against sexual abuse, domestic violence, and rape, the height of irony. Now, when you see that she advocates against violence and rape, and you see in her previous one where she promotes violence, at least, and murder, that's a bit of an ironic statement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I, 
I really hope people, I'd really like to see bookstores take her books off the shelves. And I think we should start that, start petitioning bookstores because of her comment, have you killed a man today? If mm. not, why not? Well, that's obviously very anti-male. Oh, yeah. Well, the problem is, see, this is what Australia is fighting against right now as far as the feminist movement goes. Because the feminist movement in Australia is like everything I've heard in Australia, they are the fucking extremes, okay? Mm -hmm. And I guess they were the extremes of men being piss poor to women. Well, now they're the extreme of women being piss poor to men. Yeah. They can't seem to find the middle ground. I guess that's what happens when you throw all the rejects from Europe into one fucking country. This is what they breed. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize it. They, they say that Australia was just a penal colony. No, Aus I know. It, it wasn't. Was the, I'm the east coast of Australia was the penal colony, which is Sydney, Brisbane. You go to Perth, and that was settled by people who had money. Oh. And it's very much like the west coast of Canada here. Mm. Only up in Perth, it's a lot nicer. Is that why, is that why well, Perth is always getting the uh, good, good press and uh, Sydney gets the bad press? Yeah. Because Sydney's full of the criminals and Perth's full of the well-to-do. Ah, I didn't and know that. And the outback. You know, I'm, I'm surprised that the aboriginals down in Australia haven't risen up as much uh, because they are treated like absolute shit. Oh, they still are. Yeah, they just, I, I don't know if they actually seem to care. Well, their, their attitude is, fuck it. This is our land. We know it's our land. You guys don't want to live here. We've lived here for thousands of years. Yeah. We know how to live in the outback. You guys don't want it. We don't have to worry about the fucking whiteies coming out here. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> Nobody wants to go on the outback of Australia. It's no. fucking deadly out there, man. So, okay. So, what else have we got? Well, I don't know. Are you going to pull something else? VidCon up? video reveals Anita... Anita Sarkeesian. Mm -hmm. Ultimate feminist bitch of the North America. This is North America's equivalent to fucking um, Clementine Ford. And it's uh, not much fun. At any rate, uh, VidCon, for those of you that don't know, is the video conference for YouTube video. Um, where the hell did that one go? And uh, at the VidCon conference... <laughs> Arnita, Arnita, Anita, Arnita, Anita Sarkeesian was on a panel that uh, was all women, and they were supposed to be talking about harassment of women on YouTube. And then what she did was she decided to attack a YouTuber of the name of uh, Sargon of Aknet. Akkad, Sargon of Akkad. I've actually watched a few of his, his videos. They're not too bad. He does a really good job of ripping apart feminism. Fantastic job. Good art, arguments there. Anyway, she started calling him a garbage human and a, she didn't say low life, but she implied it, and that he was a harasser and blah, blah, blah. And instead of VidCon going after her for attacking a person sitting in the audience, they sided with her because, of course, she was obviously being harassed by his mere presence in her panel, his mere presence of sitting there and watching her. And she was suddenly harassed because of his mere presence. Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, 
First of all, I just sent you a link on Facebook, and I want to promote our Facebook page. Okay, I send it to you, your personal page. In yeah, a whatever. PM, I will find the fucking thing. Th this is something we, we need to bring up. Um, our, we've got three new visitors today, so yay for us. Oh, we've actually gotten a fair amount of people liking yep. the page, man. I've been surprised. Yep. But, okay, if you're using uh, Internet Explorer 10 or Windows 10, their version of Internet Explorer, one of the links that comes up on the homepage is 10 myths about men that are so wrong. Trust oh, me, I me. should know. I just came upon this. Oh, fuck me. I didn't see this one. Okay, myth number one. Men are not emotional. No. Fuck you. Okay, first of all, it starts off the oh, first paragraph. False. That is a myth. Women are a mystery to men, and as such, men are a mystery to women. As a man myself, I have to admit, I don't believe we're all that complicated, but I'm sure you'd say the same about your gender as well. And it's true. They do they say the same. We women say, you men are so complicated. No, we're not. You know, we got three moods. Hungry, horny, and sleepy. If we're not sleeping, and we don't have a sandwich in our hand, guess what? But anyways, first myth, men are not emotional. This, this one is definitely not true. Okay? We're just being conditioned by women that if we show emotion... Or if we cry, or if we get upset, then we're less manly. Yep. Not just by women, but by society yeah. as a whole. You know, um, we've been taught from adolescence to do this. We're taught as children, big boys don't cry, okay? Um, it, but there's also, there's also a survival reasoning behind this. Yes. Just so you know, the survival reasoning behind this is emotion gets in the way of survival. and Emotion you, gets in the way of a fuck of a lot of but shit. But the biggest thing is survival. And men have historically, going through time immemorial, have been the defenders. And they have been the ones that have been called up to defend or take care of a problem that is occurring at any given point in time and if they suddenly became emotional about that problem they would not be able to deal with that problem men are fixers they fix problems that's what they do and emotion gets in the way of solving that yes it does um we're i just want to go over these quick quickly oh, yeah, here let's go through them and i'll just the, the myth number two the myth men are all about sex well only 80% of the time. <laughs> it says, A man's sexual worth among men is traditionally measured by his ability to bed women, just as women is believed to save herself. The discrepancy has therefore led men to pursue women for status. This is true. Absolutely. Um, you know, a slut still by any other today. name would still be a slut. Still true today. <laughs> but, you know, I, as you said, I claim to have bedded over a thousand women. Yeah. Now... I also freely admit I worked as a male sex worker. I worked as in porn. So a lot of that, there's no emotion involved. Goes back to the first point. Now, my days of fucking for the sake of fucking just because it's a new piece of ass or behind me, there has to be an emotional connection there. There's got to be a mental connection. You might have a great body, but if you can't, Simulate my mind, then you've lost the battle. Um, 
Number three, the myth, the myth, men don't like women to earn more than men. Well, that one's definitely not true, but the reverse is often true. Very much. Women don't like men that make, make less money than them. That's very true. And we, we are judged by our capability to earn and how much we earn. Yes, we are. And if a woman says, oh, you're a photographer, how much do you earn? None of your fucking business. I'll see you later, you money-grubbing bitch. That's pretty much it. But the truth Unless is... Unless they paraphrase it with, you know, that field has always interested me. How lucrative is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But See, no. I use a $50 word, lucrative. Oh, big word. Yes. Hey, we'll add that one to the lexicon. Exactly. Okay, so, you know, just as apparently we judge women by how many men they've slept with. I don't know. Men do that, yes. And it sucks that they do that. I don't. I want a woman with experience. No, I don't want, I want a woman who that, knows but... what she likes. Okay. Men only care about a woman's appearance. Bullshit. Well, men, no, men dress for men, for women. Women dress for women. Women don't go, well, you know, I think you would really like to see me in this. You, uh, does this look better? Does this look better? Which one's going to make me stand out from all those other women? I'm going to counter this one here because I don't believe it's a full myth because when they're talking about women's appearance, it's not just their looks. It's their body type. It's their shape. It's their face. It's their hips. Men are attracted to a particular body type. All men, whether, whether a man's attracted to a larger woman or a thinner woman, it is ingrained into him through either his upbringing or genetics or whatever. And part of it comes to the problem of we're always, whether we're looking for it or not, knowingly or not, we are looking for the best genetic mate to produce offspring with. That is the main goal in the reptilian brain in our head. And that goes on for life. And, and, and we do have a preference in body type and looks. It might not always be pretty or it might not always be thin and tall, but there is a preference in appearance. There, there's a term out there that I hate, but it, it, it exemplifies your point precisely. I'm using a lot of big words tonight. You're fucking doing well, man. We'll fucking Anyways. use you to a college degree. <laughs> yes. I, I could go to U, UMD. Yeah, you can go to UMD, man. <laughs> but And not, the, and not mistake a plastic wrap for a uh, noose. A chubby chaser. Chubby chaser. A men, guys who men like bigger women. Oh, yeah. There's guys that do. Guys yeah. that love big women. There's guys yeah. that love big women for some reason. And you know what? I mean, okay. I, I've dated too. big women. I've dated... A girl who is a size two. Mm -hmm. The size two, we were getting amorous, and she was Did saying you break her? harder. <laughs> yes, I broke her pelvis. I broke her pelvis because she was screaming, fuck me harder. Oh, well. Yeah, so yeah. I did. Now, I can understand faster. I can understand harder. If a woman says to me, deeper... She better want me to get philosophical on her well, ass. Well, you know. Okay, myth number four. Men only care about a woman's appearance. We were oh, just no, on yeah, that okay, one, man. Myth we need number myth five. number five. Women are more insecure about sex than men. Bullshit. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's mostly true. No. Because it takes a man, it takes a real man to draw out her sexual inhibitions and put them away. A man who can't draw out her sexual inhibitions... Because the thing is, is whether women agree to it or not, or know they're doing it or not, they're still fighting against that slut problem. 
Okay, and if they let their sexual inhibitions go, they have to trust that the man they're with is not going to slut shame them later. Okay, and that is a big problem with women. But let's draw out the other side of this. He came so fast. Yeah, well, that's the that's. Oh my God! He never. He just like went on forever. I thought, my, my God, okay, I'm going over my grocery list. Would you just hurry up and fucking come so I can well, roll over and go to sleep? That's because he's not doing the job rightly. No, bullshit. Like, I, I've been with women where it's been five minutes. I've been with women where it's been an hour. Each sexual encounter is different. Exactly. Itself. That's not what we're talking but about. But a woman needs to be able to draw out the men's sexual inhibitions well, as well. Well, they do. So you it's know, not just men. It's both sexes. It's both sexes. But we're talking about the myth that was presented here. And the myth that was presented here is not a myth. It is true. Okay? They're full of shit on that one. I guarantee they're full of shit. Okay. Number six. The myth. A man is only turned on when he shows it physically oh not true man no definitely not i can be so aroused and not have a heart on that it's like just sitting there going my god that is so fucking hot yeah and like yeah fuck you you see a a a pretty woman walking down the street you're not gonna pop a boner but you can still be turned on yeah you can still be sexually turned on for unless of course you're 20 and then you know every time the wind blows you pop a fucking boner Myth number seven, men are selfish lovers. That's bullshit. Young men. Young men well, usually true. are. Young men between the age of 16 and about 23. Yeah. Let, me give, you a, so let me give you a word of advice, guys, that are listening. If you really, really want to please your woman, make her orgasm more important than yours. Uh, let me do this for you young guys out there between the age of 16 and 25. Go find yourself a few cougars. And let them fucking educate you on what it takes to please a woman. And never be afraid to involve toys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What is the hang up? Guys, it doesn't mean that you're not good. It just, it actually means the opposite. It means that you're secure enough in yourself that you can involve other items and make her orgasm as important as yours are more important because if you make her orgasm more important she's going to try harder to make your orgasm important and the sex is going to be phenomenal okay myth number eight if he doesn't finish he doesn't find you attractive sometimes we're tired sometimes we've got so much stress built up and we're doing this with you or sometimes we've done it six times with you already that day and it's just so fucking physically draining that, you know, we want to make it for you. Not for, you know, our orgasm. Yes, our orgasms are important. But sometimes we want to make it about you. Myth number nine. Men watch porn because they're sexually unfulfilled in their relationships. Okay, they, they, there was an actual study done. They asked partners who have admitted to cheating why they cheated. 
The guys cheated because it was something new, something different. Same reason women cheat. No. Women, the, the study showed that an overwhelming amount of women cheated because they weren't feeling fulfilled in the primary relationship. That's <clears throat> what the study showed. It's not like that with every woman, just like it's not like that with every guy. But, you know, guys guys want something new, something different. That's what's programmed. And it's, what that's not what's programmed. What's programmed is we're always looking for the perfect mate, someone to pass our genes on through. That's pretty much it. And <coughs> I, I actually find women who are now closer to my age far more sexier than younger women because they know what they want mm -hmm. they don't have time for the fucking head games they they want this they want it now and if you can't provide it then somebody will they're feeling unfulfilled men is like damn I want to bang that and I mean I still see a uh, a hot looking woman like the the girl on Friday night in the trench coat. Mm -hmm. She walked in and guys heads turned because she had the confidence. She wasn't hung up about body image and she had a great body. Yeah. She wasn't hung up about body image. She walked in there with confidence and that's what made people's heads turn. Men and women's. Yeah. The sexiest thing you can have is confidence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Myth number 10. Men can't be friends with women. Hmm, this one's a tough one because it's a yes and a no. Okay. Old man. You remember old man? Oh, vaguely. Yeah. Okay. His attitude was, you can't be friends with women because in the first 10 seconds you've decided whether or not you want to fuck her. Well, now, true of any woman you meet. The, the two best friends I have, it, one of them is... On the other computer. That doesn't mean you still don't want to fuck him. I don't want to fuck you. Oh, well, I'm not a ma female. But my other best friend is a woman. And yes, you know, I wanted to fuck her. But she she knows things about me that nobody else does. Yeah. She knows shit about me that you don't. That's good. Yeah. I'll have to get together with her and we'll trade stories. Hell no. <laughs> but you know things about me that she doesn't. Oh, fuck. We definitely got to get together now. Holy no. shit, I better fucking text her on yeah, well, Facebook and say, we need you to know, get together. And I know shit about you that you don't want getting out. Yeah, well. Like the operation that you, oh, they can do that now? Oh, fuck <laughs> you. But, you know, if you can get past the fact that, you know, the other person is of the opposite sex and look at them as another person. Well, that takes a while friends. sometimes. Yeah. And that usually takes a while until, for men in particular, it takes until they decide that, all right, there's no I'm not chance. Get into her pants. There's no chance I'm getting into her pants. Do I want to keep her in my life? Because I enjoy her company, I enjoy her insights, and I enjoy this and that. When a man decides that, when a man, well, <laughs> but the truth is, when he decides that point, that's when he can be friends with her. As long as it's still in his mind that he wants to be in her pants, it's not possible to be friends with her. Because as long as he's trying to get in her pants, he's not being her friend. He's trying to be manipulative or trying to figure out how to get out of friend zone or whatever. He's not a friend to her. And Once you know, he gets to the point, like I have, my best friend in the world right now is female. 
Okay. I decided year I tried to get in her pants when I first met her. I couldn't get there. But eventually I realized, okay, I can't get into her pants, but I really enjoy her friendship. I enjoy her insights. And then she went and got married and her husband's still good with us being friends. So I went, okay, I can be friends with this woman. And we've been friends for almost 20 years. And that can happen. But it's it takes the man to decide that, okay, I'm not getting into her pants, but I still want her as part of my life. I need somebody to talk to. And it's always good for a man to have a female friend because there's some things you can tell a woman as a man that you can't tell even your best buddy men friends because of the emotional impact, because of men and their fucking emotional problems. Did you get some honor? Then it wasn't premature, okay? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. This is a myth, but it's not a myth. It's it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both problems. Because, you know, currently, yeah, there's a woman that I'm sort of friends with, but I'm still trying to get into her pants. So I'm not truly her friend yet. And it's sort of in that zone where do I want to realize that I'm not going to get into her pants and just turn her into a friend? So these are the things that do happen. And this is important to know. So it's not truly a myth. It is mostly a myth, but it's not truly a myth. Yeah. Okay, you know, I, I do like the the new Microsoft homepage because sometimes you get some interesting shit on it. Like I've never been there, so. Um, signs you need more space in your relationship. Okay. Well, obviously, you've been doing a lot of searching on relationships because the shit that appears on that homepage is like a Google well, no. search. It, the one beside, okay, the one's on either side of it. 40 bad foods for people over 40. And then See? the most embarrassing athlete endorsement. Okay, obviously we then, now then we've we got now Shania know Shania Twain says this is just Shania Twain. We now know whose favorite singer is. No, she's not. I can't stand country music. Um. Okay, Mansbridge worked at the. How long has Mansbridge worked at the BB at the CBC? Um, Manspreading. Man Mansbridge. Oh, man's bridge. Yeah. I have no idea. This is they. This is all generated randomly because oh, I don't use this random. as a search engine. It doesn't matter. They track your search history through everything. Best celebrity don't swimwear we photos of summer seventeen. And we now know what he's been searching for, folks. Uh, no. Yes. This, These everything two one-off SoCal is customs are so just so set you know. to invade Pebble Beach. I don't give a fuck about cars. I never search. Nine so, yoga poses fit all women. Somewhere along women the line, should do. somewhere along the line, you hit something that caused. Well, that let's trigger. let's look at your search history. Oh no, we're not looking at no. Mine, yeah, we're let's pull up. No. Let's pull up your search history. No, we're not pulling. How up does mine. Viagra work? Come on. How does my what? <laughs> How does Viagra work? Oh, Come Viagra. on, Viagra. Oh, I'll fuck you. I don't uh, need Viagra. I'm good. I don't need a little blue pill. What is the average cost of escorts in Victoria? Okay. Well, that might be there. You never know. <laughs> um, oh, Lily Collins on beating and eating it's disorder. Than dating do, someone. do you have an eating disorder? Absolutely. Why are you searching for eating disorders? Absolutely, man. I, I, I don't eat enough food. That's my disorder. You're almost twice as likely to reach the American dream in Canada. Uh, you're more likely. More likely to get the American dream in Canada than you are, are in the States now. Okay, let's see what else you've got here. But see, he's okay. not on mine. He's on his computer, folks, just so you know. Bullshit. I'm pulling up your search history. You can't Celebrity plastic surgery transformations. No. Here's the search history on mine. Okay, just so you know. 
We got Hell's Angel David. Oh, sorry, it moved over. Moved by Trump and the economy. Shania Twain pays, says she owns her pain. That's the same one I'm getting. These are all the tanks in Russia's arsenal. Yep. How long has the Man's Bridge worked at CBC? Yep. Oh, okay. The one beside that should be the most popular dog breeds? Nope, not that. Oh. Nope. But a, if you scroll along, you'll own see that. Past. Where, are they, uh, where are they now? Yeah. Okay. It's not a floating... It's not floating art. It's the most expensive yacht ever oh, yeah. built. Maybe it is fucking random then. There you go. Now, are you admitting you were wrong? No, I never admit I'm wrong. Bullshit. I'm saying that maybe that's something slightly different than I expected. Okay. That's so not being you're, wrong. In other words, you're wrong. No, I'm never wrong. Rule number one, I'm not wrong. Rule two, when I'm wrong, see rule one. <laughs> Britney Spears causes chaos in Jerusalem. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else is on there? NBA All-Star Game roster. Four teams dominate with okay who cares i guess these are just the top stories yeah it's really a sad world when you look at this shit and this is the top stories yeah and none of it just hey, Bieber we, shows off sun-soaked abs we, here in canada we did not get the poutine donut what the fuck was wrong with that they only served it in the states mm. <laughs> you're like yeah whatever I was expecting a good joke out of that one, but fuck. Oh, fuck it. I threw it to you, no, laid it out for I, you. I hate poutine and I hate donuts. Oh, well, you're fucked. Okay. He's un-Canadian, oh. folks. Take away his Canadian card. Treat yourself with Canadian butter tart donuts. The most uncomfortable celebrity outfits ever. Who fucking cares? It's enough people that it's on the front page. Like, man survives grizzly bear attack in Alberta. Good for that, him. That's news. You don't see that on regular news. But it's so far down the fucking page, it's not funny. Susie Welch, this is the number one sign you should quit your job ASAP. All right, well, that's enough news. Oh, for hang on. Adele's left heartbroken after canceling Wembley concerts. The bitch said she's not going to fucking tour anymore. Mm, oh, well, such a shame. All righty. <sighs> I think so, we're I think we're yeah, reaching I, the end of this. Uh, I think this so. Mess here. I think we're done. Yeah, give me a second. Done like fucking dinner. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's let's take it out with this little ditty here. We're the big swinging Johnson, bro. Not the Russians. Get that through your head. <laughs> and that's all we've got for the cranky old bastard tonight for you. Enjoy your week. We'll be back next week with another fun, loving, exciting show for you. And remember to support our troops. Absolutely. Take care now. Bye-bye.